0: You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. I'll let you sit down and not sit you ADD'd out on that video. I'll have you stand up in a minute. Trust me, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm like, I've learned. I've lived with Angie too long. She lets me, she She. she reminds me. She challenges me. She's like, what? what? You said what? I said what? I want to tell you a couple things. Number one, we are not the ushers aren't going to come around. We're going to have to just for now shift back to the gift together boxes. So if you brought a check or cash, the orange gift together boxes. We want to just make everybody feel safe and comfortable to be here and worship in person. So we're kind of going to go back to some things. Our Kids volunteers are going to wear masks, and we're going to uh, have sanitizer out there. We just want to keep everybody safe. So that video was made. And the second thing I want to made before all this, the second thing I want to tell you is, you can deal with my bad selfie videos. Because I was the only one that could do it. Connor, everybody been telling you don't do selfie videos, right? I don't do selfie videos. You get what you get when we're closing the office down and something's got to be done. You're welcome. So, uh, But I do want to say this. uh, Number one, all our online family and and you guys quarantine and we're praying for you. I've gotten a lot of texts. I know you guys are... Are uh, struggling, but I want you to know like today you are still a part of this. When the Bible says two or three are gathered together in my name, that's timeless. So whether you're in on your couch, whether you've got a fever, chills, whether you're in the hospital, whether you're in the, dealing with something, some hard uh, issue. You're a part of this. You're here because God is everywhere, so you're right here in spirit. We love you. And this message, next week, I'm going to hype it up for the birthday, but I got a message that's going to set the tone for a year for this year. But before I do, I want y'all to know something. When I love, how many of y'all love Sunday's a Catalyst? Online, let me know if you love it, whether you're online or in person, or whether you're online, drop a comment. Gosh, it's already starting off rough. Um, Here's the thing, when I love something, I want everybody to know about it and I'm loud about it. So, uh, by the way, our second son, Jacob,'s in the house back there holding his niece, uh, and uh, we love to have him. He's visiting from Augusta. He brought his girlfriend, Sydney, and so got me thinking. Uh, Sydney made these uh, cookies that made me moan this Christmas. Uh, it was not a tick, and I could not lie about it. It was not like, I, you know, I, I won't lie and say I ticked when I didn't, it was a moan. Because them doggone cookies were good. And I wanted everybody to have some. I, wanted, I was telling everybody, hey, you need to get a I, got, I even got Garrett. Garrett done had 18 brownies or something. I was like, hey, you still need to try this monster cookie. Because when I love something, I want everybody to experience it. I love what God's doing here. I get something out of up here. I get something out of you guys challenge me in more ways than you know. Sometimes you're a headache. But I love you. I need you in my life. So here's the thing. I, everybody needs to try the monster cookies. They need the monster cookies in their life. I, I share that. A lot of people don't share Pastors don't share their uh, church posts because self-promotion it ain't self-promoting. I believe in what God's doing here. And that's why I invest in it. That's why I share it. That's why I'm not afraid to share the videos. And if you're quarantining right now and you're kind of femme, or if you're online, it's no excuse. You're a part of this. I share and I invite people. And 2022, listen to me, you don't have to guilt people to tell people that you love what's happening here and you love it and you want them to love it and think they'll love it. And if you're timid about it, the worst they can say is no, but what is the reward when somebody comes in here can get something that you get out of it or that I get out of it? You better invite people this year. The last two years have taught us that timidness is just as bad as being explosive. And so... Next week's a good opportunity because everybody needs uh, monster cookies and Cinco de Catalyst. We turn five years old next year. And if you're quarantined still, y'all, we love y'all. and We got some things special to include y'all next week. Cinco de Catalyst. All I'm going to say is this, Taco Bar um, gifts. We haven't done this while we're giving gifts away to everybody and door prizes. We're going to have a fiesta setting all out there. We got so much going on. It's going to be all types of shenanigans, and the service is going to be. I got a message, not just for our season, for your season, for, and, uh, and, and I've been working on it, and I'm excited about it. So tell somebody next to you and, if you, and if you're lying to them, you're lying to them, and it's between you and God. Say, I'm going to invite somebody. Ooh, Somebody just said, I ain't going to tell a lie. I ain't going to say nothing. And if you haven't already, you can share the video. Online fam, please share this because it's going to set the tone for an entire year. This is who we are going to be. This is how we're going to make better moves. Will you stand to your feet now? Tell so somebody, say, get loose. Get loose. <laughs> say, get loose. Y'all, I don't know if y'all are anything like me. I'm tired all the time. I wake, that's why I went. As soon as I wake up, I got to get out of bed. I'm, start, I'm hurting, boy. Say this with me. Say, good shots. good shots. Say it like you mean it online. Pick up their slack. Go ahead, drop a comment. Say, good shots. Say it loud, good shots, shots. better moves. moves. Say it one more time, say good shots, shots. better moves. Again, good shots, shots. better moves. moves. One more time, good shots, shots. better moves, Better. better moves. Here's the thing, growth, listen to me, growth is learning to take good shots, Maturity isn't just making moves. I'm about to balance this thing because I've had to balance it in my own. I'm still doing it. Maturity isn't just moving and making moves. Maturity is learning to make better moves. And I'm telling you in your life, in, in this church's life, in your family's life, in your kid's life, it does not happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. And Catalyst Church, we are going to be intentional in 2022. We are going to be intentional because God has got some good plans for you, which means you've got to take some good shots. Go ahead. Say it one more time. I lied. Say good shots. shots. Say it again. Good shots. shots. Better moves. moves. One more time. Good shots. shots. Better moves. Lift your hands, Lord. I just thank you for everybody that's tuning in live or later. Everybody in person. Lord, we want to make better moves. We want to take good shots. We want to learn from the bad shots, learn from the bad moves, learn from the pride, learn from the defects. We want to take good shots because you are a good God. You have good plans. You are in every moment. And we move forward because we trust that you are in it all and you're going to be in it all. We make better moves in our church, in our lives, in our family, in our finances. We want to make good moves, take good shots. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God some praise right now as you're seated. I'm telling you, we're going to be passionate because we got a God worth being passionate about. I'm going to throw my point out there from the beginning. You need to know this is the truth for your year. This is the truth for every year. Take better shots, you'll get a better year. Better shots equal better year, period. Better shots, better moves, better year. Also, it can be said that the same shots will equal the same results. Because better, the same shots will equal the same results. You take the same bad shots, you get the same bad results. You, take the, you, do, you make the same moves you made last year, you're going to have a similar year, maybe even a little bit worse because stress ends up piling on you. Better shots, better year. I don't know what's going to happen to you, what's not going to happen to you. I don't know what's going to come at you, what's going to blindside you. But I will tell you this, better shots equal a better year. And the same shots are the same results. Tell somebody good shots. Good shot. Say it with me one more time. Say good shots. Good shot. When I say one more time, I'm lying, and we're gonna say it a lot today. We're gonna to say it a lot today. The Corinthian, the the city of Corinth is where Paul planted the Corinthian church. They were a sports city. I don't have time to go into history, but they were very sports. They were sports related. They understood sports, and Paul went twenty twenty two with them way back then. And I want to show you. And before I do, I want you to say this with me say, I want to be challenged today. I to be challenged. Online, I hope you want to be challenged because we're going to be challenged. I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 because he went 2022 20, because sports, you can learn from sports through all cultures. He's using running as the analogy here. He says to them, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one gets the prize? So run to win all athletes are disciplined in their training they do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it to win a we do it for an eternal prize so i'll run with say that with me purpose i run with purpose i run on purpose and what every every step every day every decision he says, I am not just shadow boxing. I love this translation because they understood boxing 2,000 years ago. I disciplined my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. And I love this verse. It's been misinterpreted. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. That word is better translated disapproved, which Paul is saying, guys, my biggest fear is stopping, is, is, is not practicing what I preach and not growing. He's basically telling them, I'm in this with you. I'm taking better shots. I'm growing. I'm in this catalyst i'm in this with you we're going to make better shots this year better moves paul said my greatest fear is losing the passion and the principles that god's put inside of me i don't want to lose it because if you stop practicing it you will lose it if you get disconnected from the presence and promise and plans and intentional things that god has for you or the things that he has for you that take intentionality you will lose it faith is something you apply not something that's just given Paul said, I'm not playing. Paul said, I'm not playing. He said, I'm running. I'm not playing around. I'm playing with purpose, on purpose, for a purpose. I'm not shadow boxing. See, boxing, boxing. they understood that waste, throwing a punch that you don't land is wasting time. It's wasting energy. It wastes a boxer when they throw punches and miss. It wastes more energy than throwing a punch and landing it. Paul understood this because they had the, second to the Olympic Games in Corinth. He knew they could understand it. But basketball didn't exist way back then. So I'm going to use basketball as my illustration today uh, to uh, to, uh, teach the principles Paul was teaching because he would have used basketball if it would have been around back then. Tell somebody, say, good shots. Good shots. Good shots. Paul was saying a bad shot is shadow boxing. A bad shot is not running with purpose or on purpose. A bad shot is just being random and, and flying by the seat of your pants in your life, not being intentional. Shadow boxing, 2,000 years later, it's a bad shot. If you take bad shots in your life, you are not going to make as many shots as people who take good shots, period. That's basketball. To be able to take a good shot in your life, you have to know what a bad shot is. And maturity is knowing the things that don't matter because how in the world are you gonna pour your life and, and, and day by day grow and invest yourself in the things that do matter, the good shots, if you don't know what the bad ones are? How do you know what's real if you don't know what a counterfeit looks like? How do you know what the real deal is if you don't even know what these substitutes that leave you unsatisfied, how do, if you keep going back to the same place that gets you the same crap? Good shot. Say good shot. Good shot. Now say bad shot. Bad. Bad you need to know what a bad shot is. So I don't know much about basketball, but I definitely know the simple stuff that needs to be taught here. So here we go. Bad shots. A low percentage shot is typically a bad shot. When you take a shot, I know I got some basketball players in here, my little cousins right there, uh, Max, I know is the one playing now. But uh, you take a shot that's 10 feet behind the three-point line, that is a low percentage shot. You don't make it much. Everybody's running around trying to shoot these impossible shots. You ain't Steph Curry. There ain't many. matter of fact, there's only one. That's why he just broke the record. It's a low percentage shot. It's a bad shot. You go around just pulling up 10, 15 feet behind the uh, three-point line, it's a bad shot. If you take a low-percentage shot, you don't make as many shots because you take bad shots. Taking every shot is a bad shot. We live in a world where we have one or two extremes, or actually two, and, um, and here's one of them. It's taking every shot. Nothing gets on my nerves worse than watching a rec league game makes me want to cuss kids out when they try to take over the game I love kids, but it bothers me. They try to take over a game and take every shot and they end up missing most of them because we, we live in a culture we do the same stuff. We try to do too much, do everything because we really never find our shot and what we're caught, the shot we're supposed to take, the things we're supposed to invest in because we're trying to take every shot. You sit there and you're frustrated all the kids in Red ball, you do the same crap all over the place. Psh, somebody's wide open, Psh, Brick, 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 air ball, brick, 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 air ball, repeat, repeat, repeat. Tell somebody bad shot. shot. Not taking shots is a bad shot. It's a bad shot. Man, uh, the old saying is so true. It will always be true. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. We live in a world where we either overcompensate and do too much or we don't do enough and we don't take shots. We live timid. We live scared. We we don't take risks. You end up setting everybody else up. For success, but you truly don't take the shots you need to take because you were scared. You don't ask them out, you're you play timid, you you don't invest your money in the right places, you end up hiding it under a bed like it's the 1920s. You make you make not taking shots is a bad shot. Tell somebody say bad shot. shot. Throwing up prayers and dreams because you feel covered up. It's a bad shot, you panic. You panic and you are shooting half court shots and it, it, it ain't the it's the beginning of the, of the game or it's not the end of the game and you're shooting up throwing up prayers because you panic it's a bad shot tell somebody say bad shot. Bad shot. bad shot bad shot bad shot and I'm telling you if you take the same shots in your life if you take the same shots in your life you are going to get the same result. But if you'll change your shots, change what you're shooting, where you're shooting, who you're shooting with, why you're shooting, all these things, if you'll change your shot, you'll change your life. You'll change your year, you'll change your day, day by day. But if you don't, you won't. And so we are going to take better shots. We're going to make better. Matter of fact, tell somebody, say good shots. Say better moves. Better moves. We're about to jump into this. Anybody who doesn't know, the bulletin that you have has the sermon notes online. We got something for you. You can click on the link and the sermon notes. You can download the Catalyst Church app. The sermon notes are on there. We're about to grow into this thing. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready to be challenged? Here we go. You got to take better shots. Take better shots with your actions. With your actions. Tell somebody, I want to be challenged. I want to be challenged. Here it is. This is on you. Better shots, better results, same shots, same results. James says this do what God's teaching says. When you only listen and do nothing, you are fooling yourselves. Last thing I need to do is to face plant because of a basketball. I'm going to read that again. Do what God's teaching says. When you only listen and do nothing, you are fooling yourself. I want to tell you the most destructive thing, the most destructive thing in your life is self deception. The worst deception is self deception. Sin, we overcomplicate it. We make sin this big. matter of fact, there's a theology called, uh, it's called hemartiology on sin. We have these textbooks. I took all the classes. You know what, the, sin's simple. It means in the Greek, missing the mark. When you take a bad shot, you miss the mark of what God wants for you. Because what the principles God wants you to apply to your life aren't for him, they're for you. And so what happens is, we don't like to admit it. And the Bible says this. It says the law of God is written on every man's heart. In other words, you don't have to be a mature Christian or be a Christian to know what you're doing is not a good shot. Every one of you know the things in your life that you need to fix. You need to change what you're shooting, where you're shooting, who you're shooting with. You know it. Matter of fact, if I hit on it, sometimes it pisses you all because you already know it. And the thing is, what we do is we deceive ourselves. That's why the Bible talks about, James says, listening to it and not doing it is deceiving yourself. Self-deception is the worst deception And there's some shots in your life that aren't just bad shots. There's some shots that aren't your shots. They aren't good for you. And you need to change them. And if you don't, James says, if you listen and don't do, you are fooling yourselves. And the saddest thing in our culture right now is self-deception. Self-deception. Here we go. We're going to keep going. Those who hear God's teaching and do nothing are like people who look at themselves in a mirror. They see their faces and then go away and quickly forget what they look like. In other words, you come to church, you feel good, I'm going to change, I'm going I'm to handle business. By Monday, you are completely off the rails. It was emotions, it was, you, you're you not changing your shots. You're not growing, you're not consistent. Then he says this, but the truly happy people, healthy people, whole people, growing people, are those who carefully study God's perfect law that makes people free. The Bible says "With well, the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, liberty, And they continue to study it, consistency. What's missing in our culture more than anything is you may take one or two good shots, consistency. You gotta continue doing it. You don't do it one day, one year, you do it the rest of your life. This ain't an NFL draft and a contract. You either want it or you don't. Then he says this. They do not forget what they heard, but they obey what God's teaching says. Those who do actions, Better shots with what you're doing will be made happy, whole. Jesus said it in one line best, and I should have put this on here with it. He said, wisdom, Jesus said, wisdom is proven by her deeds. What you do, what you do. It does not, listen to me, what they, what they say, what you say does not matter. You can make all the promises and Facebook posts you want to make. What you do and how you respond will change your life or not change it what you do and how you respond good choices consistent choices you can't just talk about it your actions james said wisdom said jesus said wisdom is proven by her deeds james said don't be a hearer be a doer it's pretty simple better shots better year consistent good shots and it really isn't that complicated you need it's a bad shot to be hanging out and partying with people 10 years younger than you you wonder i'm serious like you're wondering why I, don't have, I just don't have anything that lasts. I can't, because you were hanging out with people that are not in your season and you're stuck in theirs. You're like, you date boys and you date girls. You don't date women, you don't date men, you date kids. And it's a bad shot. I'm not hating on you. I'm telling you, change your shot. Change your shot. Some of you, I'm just going to tell you, you need to quit drinking so much. You need to quit drinking so much. Some of you need to quit drinking altogether. Some of you need to take addiction by the throat before it takes you by the throat and chokes you out. And I'm, not t- I'm telling you something that I've had a front row seat and I'm thankful I pulled the power source from the plug years before I knew I was going to become a pastor. You need to stop. Because you know in your own heart, I don't have to tell you anything. The law of God, you know if it's become too much. Because what alcohol does is numb you. And so what it starts out is it starts out as fun and then it numbs your stress and you don't feel things. So when it becomes destructive in your life, check this out, y'all. This is why alcohol is the most destructive drug in our culture. It ain't weed. It ain't even LSD psychologically and things like that. It's alcohol. You know why? It numbs what you need to feel. It numbs the things you need to work on and work through. And if it numbs that, it numbs the blessings in your life. You are blind to what God has put right in front of you. The healing he's put right in front of you. And if it does that, let's take it to the next level. It numbs the presence, peace of God in your life. And you come in here and you are desensitized. Because you were disconnected and alcohol has made you that way. And at some point, you have to be honest. And Paul, I know what the Bible says. I know it's not, I know what the Bible says. You have to decide for your situation. Because if you want to whip the Bible out to defend yourself, the Bible is a conversation for your situation. Not a cop out to keep making bad shots. And if, if alcohol is a bad shot in your life, you need to stop taking it right now. Pun intended. Intentionally. I'm telling you, Paul said it this way. He said, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Because if you've crossed that line, you were desensitized to the most beautiful parts of this life. And you may not feel the bad and have to work through the bad, but you're also going to miss out on the good. And I see 50-year-olds that the addiction started at 20. It's a bad shot. And you know if it's a bad shot. You know if that life, and I'm, I'm telling you, y'all know the church we are. If you've been here long enough, I'm not afraid to admit the things when they're off balance in my life, your life. You got to be honest, bad shot, change the shot. You have a better life. Why are you spending money so selfishly? You make plenty of money. You and your spouse make a lot of money. It's, you, you're like, I want to be generous. Why don't you start with being responsible? Like I'm telling you, it's just a shot you're taking. I'm not beating you down. It's a shot you're taking. We, we live, you're, you're, it ain't just car poor and house poor anymore. Travel ball poor. Uh, clothes poor, try to keep our kids up with the Joneses or whoever the next door neighbor is or the person you're trying to be. You spend money on your insecurities. You invest so much you end up in credit card debt poor. I could keep going and you're like, man, if I win the lottery, I'd pay off the church building and feed the poor forever. Why don't you actually start managing your life now? Because if you'll actually get a budget and live within your means, you will climb out of debt and your life will be better and you will actually have something one day because you will save now. The Old Testament talks about, about the basket saving is important I've had people that poverty is a choice and wealthy people live a poverty lifestyle because they're constantly it's never enough and middle class is the same way quit spending so selfishly well I've got we got single mamas in this church that give so much money because they budget they are they are superheroes because they truly are taking better shots. And I can't wait to see their testimonies continue. Because you either trust him to take the shots you need to take or you don't. Amen. You either trust him or you don't. You can take better shots or you don't. It's your choice. God loves us so much. Better shots, better year. Some of you need to quit flaking out, man. Flaking out, you're, you're not on time anywhere. No punctuality. You're, you'll be, I'm telling you, I've done weddings where the, where the couple was 30 minutes late to their own wedding. That is a choice. That is a choice. To hit the snooze button is a choice. To stay in bed when you're tired is a choice. And you may get some sleep that day, but it is costing you the weeks ahead when you are weak and when your spirit is sleepy because you don't choose to get up. That snooze button will not help your depression. It will only make it worse. It will magnify your anxiety. It will split your marriage apart because you didn't get out of bed and go where you need to go and invest in the places and the time that you needed to invest. It's a bad shot. And your life, you're waffly, you're all over the place. You flake out, you get pissed off, you push people away. It's a shot you're taking. Yes, sir. Some of you, you're, what you need to do, you actually, you're actually very reliable. You need to sit down for a minute. Your shot ain't showing up. Your shot is saying no. You need to change your shot, man. You need to stop. You need to say no. You need to put your phone on Do Not Disturb and be okay with it. You need to tell people no. You need to sit down for a minute. You need to quit learning your limitations the hard way. You overwork and you end up with health issues. You go back. You, you are literally, you don't even realize, like, you need to actually sit down, breathe. One of the things I've had to learn this year, there's been times that I've told all the staff at lunch, I'm like, I'm going home. I got to lay down for a minute. I got to rest. I've overdone it. I can, I can work real hard for two or three weeks. And then my body tells on me and my body gives me one warning and then it sits me down. I've had to learn. I don't want to learn that the hard way. You need to sit down. You're going to miss your kid's life. You're going to miss everything by worrying about what's ahead. You need to sit down and breathe. Tell somebody good shots. Good shots. Here we go. Down about to get a little bit in your your Kool-Aid. Y'all okay with that? All my family, all my of family, I know online, listen to me. You need to come to church and you need to come to church consistently. And you know it. As much as you can. You got jobs, you come when you can. Because here's the thing, I have learned a lot the last two years. I will tell you one thing: I'm already making plans for if I have to quarantine because of COVID. I know it's hitting hard. It's probably going to hit hard for a couple months because the holidays and New Year's everybody was together and they were face to face and about kissing and all that stuff. But whatever, it's going to be a minute. This church will not shut down. We are Connor and I are working on backup sets. We had several band members that are quarantined today. The, in quarantine, I did, we did what we were supposed to do. The liquor stores were still open. Amen. I've heard several people say that. They were still open. That is an outlet for stress. This is a hospital if we do it right for stress. The Bible says we're two or more. This is important. Let me show you why. Because let me show you why. And I wish I had more time for this. Maybe I'll preach a whole message on it sometimes. But here's the thing about it. There's two words for church in the New Testament. One of them is ecclesia, which means congregation or following. When Jesus told Peter, "Upon this rock I will build my church," he uses the word ecclesia. It simply it doesn't mean church or clique. That's a European word, not a biblical word. He uses the word ecclesia, which means the people that love me, that are committed to me, that follow me, that are committed to me. He said, "The church, or the gates of hell won't prevail against them." But he uses another word, or the New Testament uses another word called koinonia, koinonia, which means the fellowship. Of believers, like-minded believers together. The Old Testament calls it iron sharpening iron. It matters. You don't see it until the long-term effects. Your kids being raised in a church. Y'all growing together. Koinonia. Connecting. That's not just coming to church. That's connecting. Because the goal of being here, the goal of your family growing together isn't just coming. It's connecting Koinonia Koinonia does not happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. And the effects, I can see things in our kids. Maturity and things that I never worried a minute about Jacob going to Georgia Tech. He knows what he believes and he's going to grow in it and continue in it. Because they grew up and that was the precedent. And you don't, long before I came along. And you don't really see the effects but it happens until long term with your kids and family, but it is important. Koinonia, tell somebody good shots. Good shots. Online, listen to me. If you're, if you're in the West Georgia area and you're, just, you're scared to engage in people, listen to me, I challenge you in 2022 one time. Everybody that's online that's been here will tell me it's not the same and it's not. Koinonia, Koinonia. Don't just come to church, connect, which is why we've made some adjustments this year. Because we're going to give you every opportunity to grow. If you want to grow in this church, you will grow in this church. And honestly, if there's a church that you need to grow in that you're not growing here like the way, by all means, that's why we don't have membership. The door's open and it's unlocked on the front end and the back end. Because I want you to have a church. If you don't grow the way you want to grow, by all means, you're blessed to leave and you're blessed coming in. We love you. We ain't competing. We're just going to give every opportunity we're called to give. So what we've done this year is there's going to always be that guest table out there. Always. Always going to be that guest table. We're going to give a donation in every guest name. We give a donation to a community outreach of your choosing. We're going to do that, but there's also the information station. Can we get that picture up there, Megan? You were amazing jumping in there. Talk about somebody serving, Megan Dalton, just jumping right in when they came to Catalyst a few months ago. He's the awesome bearded hair electric up here. His wife's back there. The information station is a place to connect online. There's always going to be a link, and you can get on our website and you can find no more about us teams. Groups, Bible studies, we've got more ministry going on than we ever have in five, almost five years. If you want to grow in this place, you will grow. If you just want to come, you will come. But you will not get koinonia until you actually begin to intentionally invest in your decisions and your family's decisions. We are going to have more worship this year opportunities. Connor don't know it yet, but we're going to. I'm going to stress him out next week. He's had a vacation. We're going to have a fast. This year, we are going to do a church fast. I neglected that. I was fasting right before we started this church every every week for the first, like eleven months. We start catalyst I get busy i 'm ashamed to admit it, but the only thing I can do is do something about it. I found such intimacy with him when I began to fast we 're going to we 're going to have a bible reading challenges. We did a few last year we 're going to do them together there won 't be too much, but they will be enough to challenge you, and we 're going to grow them too. We're starting this year out with baptisms. We've added a lot of people to our church. A lot of you have grown the last few months. And you know, and online, anybody that watching online, you know if your next step is to get in that tank. And because we don't just celebrate, we want to celebrate commitment. Celebrate Koinonia. And if you know that you and your family, or you, you know your next step, and hey, look, COVID, I get it. I'll baptize you on Thursday morning if I need to. But it's important. Koinonia. Koinonia. You decide. You invest in your relationship with God and you, you invest in it just like any other marriage, kids, career. It's hap- it, does, it doesn't happen accidentally. You decide if you're gonna take time out of your day to actually pray and get some solitude and not just ask God for something, but to begin to listen and study the scripture. It changed my life at a young age and I've gotten away from it in past years and I've had to get back to it. It'll change your life. Take Better shots. It's just like an investment. If you don't invest in it, you don't get a return. And if you make bad investments, you, relationships are the same. Just like with God. Tell somebody good shots. Good shots. If you want to grow. Catalyst is, let me just throw this out there since we've in years had, had growth here. I don't, I care less than ever about build, building numbers. I'm, I want to build people. I want to build people. I want to build depth in people. Taking me a while. You want to grow here, you'll grow, but you choose. Tell somebody, good shots. Good, good shots. shots. We are making better moves. Better moves in 2022. Intentional moves in our lives and in our church. Period. The information station is intentional. That information station is going to be more important than guests. Because we'll thank you for being here, but we are concerned about connecting you. Koinonia. Koinonia. Tell somebody, Good shots. I promise the rest of the points won't take that long. That was intentional too. Take better shots with your words. With your words. James 1 says this, if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Like I said, I was studying throughout the last week or two and I want to give you some more scripture. I would have left that one out if I had to do over. Uh, Proverbs says, life and death is in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. All my loud people in the place like me, will you say it loudly? Say shut up. up. Say it again. Say shut up. up. Some of the the most insecure people around you are the loudest. James says this about that. He says, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. I'm talking to me, y'all. As I've gotten older, as I've actually grown, I tend to put my opinion out there too quickly. I've become become that way. And James says very clearly with your words to take better shots, you need to be slow to listen, slow to speak. Excuse me, slow slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to become angry. But what we do now is we walk around and we try to tell everybody where they're wrong and where they're right and and, and set them in their place. And Solomon said all those years ago, he said, a fool thinks his own way is right. Words. You need to take better shots with your words. Your conflict and your strain in your life is many times what's coming out of your mouth. Unproductive shots are bad shots? Excuse me. God, that was awful. Unproductive conversations are bad shots. Bad conversations are bad shots. And no conversations are bad shots.
1: One of the things that
0: Mr. Communicator up here that thought he knew everything and still does from time to time, I just had to find out the hard way, is I had to learn to tell Angie, and I've always been the type that I don't mind expressing my heart, but I've also been the type that I'll take on too much, I'll handle too much. And the last year has been a stressful one. And what, I've, what, I've, what I have had to learn to do is I've a couple of times had to sit down with Angie and just bawl and say, I can't handle this. I'm hurting. I'm not 100. I've had to apologize to the kids and say, you don't get 100 in this season. You need to have those conversations with the people you love. No conversations are bad shots. Do you know that every affair, every affair, every immoral decision that affects the people that love you the most starts with withholding information deception? Long before you go have an affair, long before you betray somebody you love in your family, you withhold information, honesty is the only way to find healing. And those of you who were scared of conflict, those of you who were scared to actually have the conversations that may hurt the people you love or may cause them to push you away, listen to me, you need to talk. It's a bad shot not to. One day you may stand over the grave of the people that love you the most, and they, or they may stand over your grave worse and they didn't even know you. Tell somebody good shots. good shots. Good shots. Good shots. Good shots. You need to speak life over yourself. You may not feel life, but you need to speak life. You may not feel alive, but you need to speak life. I'm hard to live with, I'm moody, I'm mean, I'm, I'm all this stuff. Shut up. Welcome to the human race. Every one of you are hard to live with. Every one of you are mean. Every one of you are moody. Every one of you, if I stayed with you too long, I'd want to kick you in the butt. You'd probably want to murder me. That is being human, not being broken. But here's the gospel. Not by power, nor by might but by my spirit, saith the Lord. You need to begin to speak. You need to begin to speak speak scripture over yourself. Sometimes in in the heaviness of my life, I've had to, all I have is the scripture I've memorized about what he says about me and my situation. I may not feel good about myself. I may have been riddled with with wishing I had do-overs, but I've had to constantly go back to the scripture. You need to speak life over yourself. Stop self-deprecating. Stop putting yourself down. Speak life with your words, that is a better shot. Stop taking bad shots and cutting yourself down. Tell somebody good shots. Good, shot. good shots. With your reactions. Paul in Second Corinthians is under heavy criticism by the church he planted. People are attacking him and, and stuff. And this is what he says about it. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every, say that with me, thought captive into the obedience of Christ. I want you to listen to me. You have some thoughts and some expectations that are bad shots. You have some thoughts and some expectations that are terrible shots in your life. I know because I have them. I've had them. Pre-COVID, we experienced growth like I don't think any church ever has in this context in city. And can I be honest with you? It wasn't good for me. Because big crowds weren't big enough. Small crowds, I have a panic attack up here. Bad expectation. Bad perspective. Paul says, take every thought captive. Because if you don't learn to not let your insecurities guide you, if you don't learn to stop letting your expectations of other people guide your life and your temper, you are going to lose and you're going to keep losing. It's a bad shot. Your expectations are ridiculous. They're unrealistic and a lot of times they are just flat out unreasonable. The Bible says that God is not the altar of confusion. All my emotional people in the place right now, which if you're human, you really are. You just Some of you aren't as loud as I am. Listen to me. God is not the altar of confusion. So in a moment, if you don't have clarity, you need to take a beat. I'm talking to myself right now. Sit down. Tell somebody, simmer down. Simmer down. Give your emotions time to catch up with reality. If you don't have clarity, don't make a move. Take your thoughts captive first. Before you say something, you can't unsay. Before you do something, you can't undo. Before you burn bridges and ruin relationships and networking that could help your life. Because your greatest, your only resources will come, God uses people. And if you don't respect people and you're popping off all the time, you're going to lose a lot of resources in your life. Thoughts. Thoughts. Why do you think the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength? Because when you wait, you don't flip out. Honestly, that's why you take half court shots in the first quarter, second quarter. It's not the end of the game and you're shooting like it is. You panic and you don't let your emotions catch up where you know what you said a social you posted something on social media you can't take back. You burned a bridge, you can't you can't you can ever can build back. Your reactions, you gotta start making better shots. If you don't have clarity, be quiet. Tell somebody good shots. Good shots. Good shots. Psalms, one of my favorite verses that has guided my life. And honestly, when I've, when I've lived it, it's really helped me. When I haven't, it's messed me up. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Your reactions are bad shots. Tell somebody good shots. With your body. With your body. First Corinthians chapter 6. Paul tells them again, the same church. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your bodies. I'm just going to be honest with you. I could live off little Deborah's and pasta and monster cookies the rest of my life. But I wouldn't be able to live long as long as I want to live. I wouldn't. So I don't. Most of my time, I save my calories in the evening when I'm sitting by that TV and I want to waste them because I want to live and I want to live a while. I go to the doctor regularly. All my people that you, you need to go to the doctor. I get my blood work regularly. I've done the whole gene testing things because faith is being responsible. I want to know what my body is predisposed to so that if I catch it, I'm going to catch it early and I'm going to take care of it. Faith is being responsible not just believing but doing what james say just be a hearer be a doer i have tourette syndrome have major chronic back issues from now 36 years of ticks major i got over well over a dozen injections the week before christmas i was in terrible pain it is what it is i take care of myself i have to because i have tourette syndrome but tourette syndrome doesn't have me and there's some days I feel like it does, but I'm not going to make take shots like it does. I'm so proud of Will, our son-in-law. They're going to get married next year or this year. God, it's 2022. i put it off. But right, baby girl? You ain't leaving the house. You ain't leaving. I feed you too, Will. Will made a decision that most people couldn't make. He was born with a leg that was significantly longer than the other in his entire life. He's put a lot of pressure. He can't walk as many steps as you without taking a break, and he had to make, get a leg lengthening surgery. We were up in Kennestone this week. He had to do it because we all knew he had to make a decision so that he could enjoy the life he builds with baby girl and being a father, not endure it. He rolled up in here in tears today, hurting, feeling like he's a bother. Man, I'm so proud of him. He chose to make a decision with his body that was not convenient that honestly is gonna run him up in recovery to the wedding because it's like a five and a half, six month recovery. He's got, uh, he's got rods in his leg. They broke his tibula. They got a length in his leg. But he wasn't afraid to make a decision because it was the best shot to take. You can only play with the cards you're dealt. You can wish them away all day, but you take better shots to, deal, to, to, to play them. You can, you, can give a, you can give a clap. Y'all about to sleep today? I don't care. I'm gonna preach. I'm going to preach whether you're asleep. I'm going to preach whether y'all stay home. I'll preach to the seats. I won't preach well, but I'll preach. Exercise, by all means, exercise. Don't overextend yourself because I have now doing ministry. I've seen people that are getting in their mid-40s and 50s, and they are wishing they hadn't done some of the workouts they did because your joints are like a running back. You only got so many hits, and you're done. Take care of yourself. I know that my thing is walking. That's about the only thing I can really do. And I'm not going to preach like 90-year-old Billy Graham at 47. i got to take care of business. Whatever that looks like in your life, take care of your body. If you need to lose weight, suck it up and lose weight. Hate your life because you love food too much for six months. I am so thankful that for four years I... Didn't need very much. And I lost over a hundred pounds and I'm still right there. Marriage put it back on me. I took it off again. It matters because you matter. Tell somebody good shots. Tell somebody good shots. One more time. Better moves with your abilities, with your abilities. You got to take better shots with your abilities. First Peter four, uh, Peter says this, Uh, he says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts use them well to serve one another do you have the gift of speaking then speak as though god himself were speaking through you even though i say craziness i get up here and i say it do you have the gift of helping others do it with all the strength and energy that god supplies then everything you do will bring glory to god through jesus christ all glory and power to him forever and ever amen here's the thing You need to know that you have gifts and abilities. You need to begin to invest time, your money, your efforts into the things that you love the most, your passions. Whatever the things you love, you need to begin taking those shots. Quit trying to take the shots everybody else is telling you to take. Invest your money in what God has given you a love for, a passion for. Invest your time. I went to Bible college and seminary. I've always joked about it and things like that, but I'm thankful because it helped me build something that in my life, sometimes I talk so fast, even with the staff, and I realize I have to slow down because this is my world. People is my gift pastoring and preaching is my gift it is my thing and i found it young and i don't you may not have found it as young and me, young as me but if you will begin to look at the things in your life that you love look at the things that really make you tick look at the things that you really want to do begin to invest you may not get the job doing it tomorrow or next year or next decade but you begin to invest yourself into those things you begin to invest your money and your time into your passions peter said every one of you got you have a gift Everybody loves the principle of David and Goliath and it's a beautiful one. You know, they he got a slingshot. That was what he was good at. and He killed a giant. But you know, there's more to that story because that was just his gift in that season. A lot of you, you're like, oh, the good old days are gone. No, he would eventually wear the armor of King Saul that he turned away because he would grow up. He would eventually uh, administrate the nation of Israel and be one of the greatest kings ever. He would make a lot of mistakes and he would learn from his bad shots and he would change them. But he learned. But in every season, he invested in his abilities, and that's why he was great. It's like a good pitcher in baseball. Just change the sports up on you. You find your pitch. The greatest pitchers they found their pitch, and they stuck with it. And every other pitch was a setup for their pitch. You find your position. You play it. I am by, I'm not even close to the best preacher. Not even around here. And if you talk eloquence, I may be the worst. That's why I make y'all laugh with some of the words I make up and stuff. But I'm preaching. I'm shooting. Where's that daggum ball? You were the coolest bass player ever. (laughs) Listen to me. Don't you be scared to shoot. It's his glory. It's your shot. People tell me, oh man, it was all Jesus. No, not even close, but I took my shot take your shots, invest in your abilities. There's a lot of people who don't like my preaching. Doesn't hurt my feelings like it used to. Oh, that's why there's 300 other churches in this county, almost four now. You go to one by all means. I'm not trying to please you, but I'm taking my shot because this is my gift. This is my calling. This is my passion. This is what I wouldn't want to do anything. In the worst day of my ministry at Catalyst Church, I couldn't imagine myself doing. I found my shot. You have a shot. You may not be called to preach. You may be a teacher. You may be a, you may, you may be a good administrator. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you love, but I know you need to start investing in it because you don't get doors open until you begin to set Please, You don't get a harvest until you plant seeds. Intentionality. Don't apologize. I'm taking my shots. Take your shots. You're gifted. And lastly, with your praise. We're going to be a passionate church, y'all. Then David danced with all his might before the Lord, and he had only a linen vest. Did I read that right? Yes. A lot of people say he danced naked. No, he didn't dance naked, but he didn't have much on and his wife built up resentment. He had a wife looking from a window, and she didn't like it. Do you know why she didn't like it? He was a leader, and you know what the thing about leaders? Everybody knows their defects. You can when you're not when you're not leading something, or you're not in charge, or you're not the suit. See, everybody's the best. Back, the back, backup quarterbacks know everything, right? People sitting on the couch, people punching the clock, know what the supervisor needs to do, right? Everybody knew David's business, and his wife was sitting from the window, and she built up resentment because she knew it. I'm telling you, y'all should know some of the days I made an Angie so mad she's back there. She knows my dookie boy. She knows it on the bad days, she knows it. They knew David. They knew he was a womanizer. They knew he had some very, very major dysfunctions, but it didn't stop him from dancing. We are going in 2022 to take shots with our praise. I'm telling you, I gave you a pass. But I'm going to get up here. We're going we're gonna to worship the Lord sincerely, but we're going to worship him passionately. David danced. He didn't care what anybody thought around him. It wasn't about the show. It was about the God. Your praise is a good shot. Your sincerity is a good shot. You coming in here not worried about who's looking at you or what they think or how much they know of your crap. or you not worried about praising? The scripture says he he inhabits the praise of his people. You will be defined. Your life will be defined by your focus, by your intentionality. Will you stand with me, Catalyst Church? I want you to know something right now. This is the truth. Listen to me. You need to change your shots. I don't know what age you are. I don't know how young or old you are, but I'll tell you this. Moses changed his shot. That old dog learned a new trick. And because of it, on the other side of 80, he led 2 million Israelites across uh, the Red Sea and let them out of slavery 80 years old and he changed his shot Peter was a midlife guy changed his shot midlife went from fishing into the people business Man, probably couldn't even read or write but he started shooting his shot he had a love and a passion for people I understand him because I get up here and I may say it all wrong but I say it with all I got Peter changed his shot all my young people listen to me young people Jeremiah was so young that he didn't, he was like, God, I'm too young. So young. God said, God had to tell him, I chose you. He started making good decisions young. Don't you dare listen to those stupid country songs by 50-year-old men that don't have a clue and they are married with 18 kids making money selling you garbage. You are never too young to make good decisions because if you'll take good shots now, you'll reap the benefits longer. Life may go sideways, but you'll enjoy the life God has given you longer. Tell somebody good shots. Ruth, you feel like you've lost some things the last couple of years. I'm going to tell you, I've lost a lot the last couple of years. I've lost a lot. Just like you have. Ruth lost everything. Everything. Everything she lost, and she had to clear. She left the city. But I'm gonna tell you, she didn't stop living and she didn't stop taking shots. And because of that, over 3,000 years later, you still want not know her, know her name. Tell somebody right now, say good shots, better moves, say better moves. Better moves. Listen to me. If you will make better moves, if you will begin to seek him, if you will begin to connect with him, don't just come to the altar. Connect with him. Don't just go home and come back next Sunday. Sundays aren't enough. That's why that picture is out there. Sundays are the start. I want to nurture your relationship with God. I want to start it. If it ends here, it will never be more better shots. Living scared and timid and ashamed is a bad shot. We are going to praise Him. We're going to worship. We're going to be intentional. I promise you. If you will take better shots, you will have a better year and you will be mind blown at the gaps that you close, the things that God does in your life. But you've got to trust Him. You've got to seek Him. You've got to begin to be intentional. You've got to let your emotions catch up with reality. You've got to sit down, be in peace. You've got to come to the altar. Connect with people. Don't you dare walk out, that, walk out that door. Be the last in, the first out because that is not koinonia. That's just showing up. And there are no points for survival in life. There are points for winning. And God God's got some winning for you to do. Tell somebody one more time, say good moves. Uh Uh-uh. Say it with all you guys. Say good moves. Better moves. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.